Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 11 of the Before It Was Cool podcast. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just really excited by this week's um, conversation topic. Uh... Um, and I had to sing the theme song because, yep, Shaky J here, and we are talking the first Jurassic Park movie, and I am so damn pumped by it. I am too, I am too. I've watched it recently, I've watched a few documentaries on it in the past. Is one of the most iconic films ever for a bunch of different reasons. But, uh, yeah, we'll get into that during the course of the show. Yeah, after the um theme music, even though I just did much better theme music. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'll see what I can do to make this one special. Last week in the Joey Jordison Memorial episode, I put in the uh, Ballista Exist, I believe it was, over the... Uh, Instead of the final siren of the opening track. But, nice. But yeah, here's our opening theme. Enjoy. Welcome. 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 Before it was cool podcast. And that was the opening theme, and we are back. Shaky J and Tom on Treads. Yeah. That's a good <laughs> you like one. The new th- you like the new nickname? I was thinking, ah, that might work. Yeah, yeah, it sounds good to me. Either that or it was um Tom Treberts, but I think um Tom on Treads sounded better. Yeah, Trebert sounds too real. Like, it could be something. It sounds like name. the sound a frog makes. Yeah, but someone could be called Treberts. It's definitely a possibility. I mean, anyway, so we are talking Jurassic Park. So, um, so Tom, tell us your history with such a big movie. Uh, I was alive to see the hype of Jurassic Park in 1993 when the movie came out. I actually got to see it in the cinema. I was four, and the T Rex yep. scared the living shit out of me, almost literally. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Oh, God. But it was great. It was, uh, they look so real. And even to this day, the, uh, the graphics in that movie hold up. Like, yeah. Well, um, yeah, absolutely. I, it's one of the movies that has stood, well, most of the movie has stood the test of time. There are a couple of parts where you look at it, it's like, yeah, I can see how it's dated. But um, that was mainly because Spielberg used that happy mix of animatronics and CG. Yeah. Well, and that was really awesome. That like His work in that movie using those two things was absolutely amazing. I learned something the other day that uh, made me look at the movie completely differently. I, for the first time, it was animatronics being used in that way. And for the first time, it was graphic, uh, graphic, computer graphics, CGI used in that way. And uh, what happened was, if I learned this trick, whenever you see a dinosaur full body, it's CGI. Whenever you mm. see a dinosaur with, it's just either head, head to tail and no legs being shown, it's, it's animatronic. And the T-Rex... Yeah. T-Rex is the perfect example of that. T-Rex was yeah. the very first full CGI dinosaur. Uh, no, it wasn't, because the Brachiosaurus was a full CGI dinosaur that, done before it in the movie. It was made after it. Yeah, but it was the first one shown to the public. Oh, in the movie, yeah, but I didn't say yeah. shown to the public. I said created. Oh. Uh, cr- no, you didn't. Oh. You said it was the first one ever. Yeah, yeah that was implied creation. Though... Probably will go. You'll go back through this and editing and find out you're right, and then just rub it in and tease me in the next episode. That's what's going to happen. But um, I'm okay with it because I get to be a dick still, so it works for me. Even if I didn't put it in, I'm just going to say created outright, <laughs> and then edit that to the point where I can say, "Look, I said it." Fucking deep faker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good at what um, I do. <laughs> yeah, like this movie was one of the main go-tos throughout my childhood. Um, I actually didn't see this one first. I actually saw The Lost World first. Um, so when I was a kid, I was petrified. I, I was a really scared kid. Like, I got scared really easy. And, um, like, nightmares and all that sort of shit. 
So um, when everyone was telling me about the dinosaur eating the guy off the toilet scene, I was too scared <laughs> to watch the movie. Oh. So, um, yeah, so Admittedly. I ended up seeing... Sorry? Admittedly, that is a terrifying scene. Oh, for a kid, yeah. But even then, like, I could have ballsed up. And when I finally saw it, I was like, oh, why was I afraid of this? I'd worked it up so much in my head. Because I saw um, The Lost World first in the movies. And I just, that movie was just awesome for a kid as well. I love it to this day as well. And then, um, yeah, I then went back and watched the original Jurassic Park. And I was just like, oh, what am I missing? And it's like, that movie, my sister and I would watch the living shit out of it. It's the only thing I can ever get her to watch that has dinosaurs in it that she's got. Because <laughs> she's lame. Oh, sorry, no. She'll also watch Land Before Time. But that's really it when it comes to dinosaurs. Whereas, um, yeah, I'm a dinosaur nerd to this day, still looking up new finds and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, Jurassic Park just gave so much. And it's always as I said, such a personal favorite of mine. Whenever there's anything Jurassic Park on, I'll watch it like the new series, um, Camp Cretaceous on Netflix. It was even really solid, even though it was a bit more childish than the others. I love the Jurassic World series. Just if it's Jurassic Park, I'm happy. Camp Cretaceous, third part of the Jurassic World, uh, Jurassic Park series. Well, Jurassic World is part of the Jurassic World trilogy, but yeah, it links back to Jurassic Park. Oh, I did not know that. I haven't yeah, bothered watching it. <laughs> it's worth it like it's it's a bit childish like it's made for like slightly older kids but um That's it adds more are. to the mythos like so pretty much just to go on a tangent but at least it's still on <laughs> a semi-right topic um the happenings in camp cretaceous are happening just as the just before the indominus rex breaks out yeah and it builds up around there and it adds more lore. Like it adds a few more hybrids that Wu was working on. And um, yeah, it's, it's really good. Like it's, it's cheesy in some elements, but it is really good fun to watch. Very enjoyable. Good for a laugh at some moments. Good action. Like, yeah, I quite enjoy it. I have to check that out. It's worth a watch. And are either of your kids into dinosaurs at all? All years. Yeah. You could probably watch it with him safely. Oh, good, good. Although, at the moment, he's really into King Kong. Has he seen Kong vs. Godzilla? Yep. Have you gone through and shown him all the classics? Yep. Even right back to 1936. All, all the classic Godzillas and Kongs. All of them. Have you shown him the original Kong vs. Godzilla? Um, From... King Kong vs. Mechanic Kong? Um, King Kong vs. Other... Godzilla, there was 35 and 76, wasn't there? Uh, for no, there was only the one movie of King Kong versus Godzilla. No, there are two. By... There are three. There's the one sh- released this year. There's yeah. the one from the seventies, which I've shown him, and one from the thirties, which I've shown him. Um, I don't think there was one from the thirties. There's a King Kong from the thirties. There is a Kong versus Godzilla from there. I've seen it. It might not be from the 30s, it might be from the 40s, but it was from the golden era. Because, yeah, I've been watching a lot of Godzilla and Kong stuff recently. Um, Let me just quickly check. It's not probably going to matter for anything. (laughs) Um, Although, I've got a way to tie this in. Okay, well, it's all linked. It's all giant dinosaurs eating shit and... No, All but jazz. even beyond that, the Jurassic Park gates, Steven Spielberg saw the gates from the original King Kong and went, I yeah. want them. Recreate them and make them Jurassic Park. Like, and even um, Malcolm references it saying, what have they got in their King Kong? Yeah, exactly, exactly. There's uh, so many things that they got around in that movie, like, yeah. Uh, for example, when the, just after that scene, when they first pull up to the visitor's center, mm. and there are all those painters and construction workers and scaffolding guys there looking like they're working on the building. They were actually working on the building because the set wasn't finished. So Steven Spielberg said, fuck it, we'll make it look like they're working on the visitor's center so that we can just not use it not spend millions of dollars sitting there every day until they finish. 
we mm. would just use it around them and it worked yeah it was it was a smart idea um so king kong versus godzilla was 1962 mm. then they redid it in 2021 there's only the two a bit later because yeah toho studios who does all the godzilla and a lot of them um and then the when it comes to the King Kong movies in film, there's King Kong, Son of Kong, King Kong versus Godzilla, King Kong escapes, King Kong, King Kong lives, the mighty Kong, Kong King of Atlantis, King Kong, Kong Return to the Jungle, Kong Skull Island, and Godzilla versus Kong. Now, what I think you might be remembering is the fact that um, in some of the King Kong movies, he goes up to pretty much a Tyrannosaurus and breaks its jaw. Uh, that's a common fight in a lot of the King Kong movies. Yeah, and I know that, but well, I swear I showed him a uh, King Kong versus Godzilla from the golden era, like the uh, what's it called? Uh, the stop motion era. Yeah, that'd be um King Kong or Son of Kong, because they were the stop motion ones. Then King Kong versus Godzilla and King Kong Escapes were both done by Toho, so they were um, suits. Yeah. Then the 1976 King Kong was Paramount, so it was stop motion and animatronic. Yeah. Same with King Kong Lives and Mighty Kong, but yeah, I think that might be where it is. Okay. Well, it was called yeah. King Kong versus Godzilla. That's like all the, I know. Yeah, there is one way back, but yeah... um. And yeah, in it, it's great because, like, King Kong's getting his ass handed to him, gets struck by lightning and gets empowered by that, and then picks up a tree and shoves it down Godzilla's throat. It's really entertaining. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> um, I don't know if you've ever watched much of um Aussie Guy Reviews on YouTube, on a Facebook. A little bit. No, he does a um review of the original King Kong versus Godzilla, and just when he, he does that scene, it is fucking hilarious. It's great. Um. <laughs> Anyway, talking Jurassic Park. Um, but yeah, as we said, all of this was a huge influence on Steven Spielberg, as we said, about like the gates, the whole giant animal coming to life and wrecking shit and things yeah. going wrong when people try to bring it into like something that shouldn't exist in this sort of time period and trying to exist it amongst mesh and it ends up with lots of deaths, roars, and very entertained kids in the um, cinema seats. Exactly. Like, uh, he he heard about the storyline for the book about a year before the book was even written, and commissioned the film before the book was even written. Uh that was. I thought that was only for the Lost World. I thought for the first one, no, it's released. He he heard about it because he knows the author and he knows the publisher. Yeah, Michael Crichton, he was involved in the making of the movie as well. Yeah, and a few other things as well. But uh, he knew the writer before the book and he knew the publishing agency before the book. But when it was... Yeah, pit- he bought the rights to the novel by Michael Crichton before it was published, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. Because uh, he was just like, I get to make dinosaurs? Oh, yeah. yes, please. Yeah, that's... And yeah, he's done it well. And outside of... Like, I really enjoyed the Jurassic World series. The only one that's a bit of a weak entry is Jurassic Park 3 for me. Um, yeah. That yeah. being said, I am actually really enjoying a lot of the... um, Not quite retconning, but the um plot hole fixing that's been released since, based on Jurassic Park 3. Um. Like some of the examples are like that. Um, the Spinosaurus was actually the first, um, the first hybrid that they worked on using what's called the amalgam testing. Yeah, yeah, and also they've kind of proven that Velociraptors have feathers. Uh, more than just Velociraptors, the current yeah. theory is that most dinosaurs had feathers. feathers. If yeah. we want to go through the scientific inaccuracies in Jurassic <laughs> Park, this is going to be another, this is going to be another three-hour podcast. Just so you know, first of all, the size of um, Velociraptor isn't correct. Yeah. Um, but then they kind of fix that by saying that, oh no, these are Velociraptors. These are termed raptors, but they're actually Deinonychus. But then apparently they've since retconned that to make them actually um. 
Velociraptor mongoliensis, which is still quite small. Um, what's his name? Dilophosaurus didn't spit venom and didn't have a frill. T-Rex's vision wasn't based on movement. It yeah. was quite good vision. In the books, they at least covered that by saying um, the T-Rex's vision is based on movement because of its mixed DNA with frogs and their vision's not as good. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's so many inconsistencies, but that's that's a very long rant. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like the current theory is that most dinosaurs had feathers. There's even been some cases of some ceratops, so um, horned dinosaurs that had feathers. Um but either way, even though it's not accurate, it is still a very, very enjoyable movie. And I, as I said, I love it to this day and I will happily watch it at any opportunity. Um, yeah, my wife gets too scared to watch it, so I have to try and watch it when she's not around. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like um, it became, a, it's become a bit of a family tradition that whenever there's a Jurassic movie out at the movies, um, my sister comes down from Bathurst and we all go my sister and I, and we still do it to this day. Like, and, um, yeah, that's why I'm really excited for next year for the next one. Yeah. It's, is it next year? Next year. Yeah. Um, Dominion. Yeah. I think it was, yeah. Sometime in 2022. Oh yeah. Cause it got delayed due to COVID, yeah. didn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. That's because COVID ruins everything. Yeah. Yeah. Except for um, deaths at schools in um, the US, there's bit, there was a lot less school shootings when um, COVID was around. So it made that better, at least. Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Gotta throw in a dark joke every now and again. Gotta throw in how America is fucking stupid sometimes. Mm. However, mm. they've got a better rollout system than Australia. Rollout system for yeah. COVID vaxxers. Uh, yeah, that's that's another whole kettle of fish with our um, prime minister, if you could call him that. In quotation marks. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, he's a man, in quotation marks. Uh, he's just, the only positive thing that's ever come out of him is the fact that he did a shit in a Maccas, and that's just entertaining to take the piss out of him <laughs> for. Well, take the shit out of him for, I guess. The most controversial things that, U.S. presidents, Democratic presidents have done is one smoke weed and the other one fucked a girl in the Oval Office. Mm. And, you know, there's all the Biden sniffing sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah which is still... Just, just pictures. There's also, you know, the fact that um Clinton hung out with Epstein. Yeah, but, like, Trump. Oh, yeah, Trump, Trump's a fuckwit. <laughs> I'm not arguing that. Bush one um, and two. Reagan. Forward, fucking arrest my case. <laughs> yeah, but then you've also got Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, he's a Republican. Yeah, but the Republican Party and the Democratic Party switch places around mm. FDR. Maybe even yeah. Truman. Either way, um, tangent. <laughs> yeah, sorry, we got into American politics. Fuck it, let's just let's just get them to make dinosaurs and release them in the U.S. Preferably yeah. in like, like where all the millionaire like businessmen are so, like, I mean, COVID didn't kill them. We can at least use velociraptors. At least it'd be, um, it'd be pretty entertaining to say the least. So like around Silicon Valley and Long Island, sorry, Rhode Island. Just wherever there's well, like, just in parliament would be fine. Least <laughs> <coughs> in um, the house of Congress. Yeah, exactly. So, there is um a big debate when it comes to Jurassic Park about the best character in it. Who's your favourite in the first Ooh, movie? I don't know. I because I love the dude and I think he's great and everything. I want to say Samuel Jackson, but I'm not going to because his part was way too small. Uh, well, see, that's the thing. One of my favorite characters in the movie is a small part character, and that's um Robert Muldoon, the gameskeeper. Yeah, but at least he so, had more to do than any look cooler doing it than the computer nerd that smoked cigarettes down at the filter, and you didn't even get to see him die on screen. Yeah, and it was a pretty bad um arm hanging out. Like you could tell that one was fake. And like the first thing I thought, even like. 
well, not when I was four, but like 10, 15, 20 years ago even. What I thought when I saw that was, oh my god, they killed the black guy first. Again. Mm, it um, happens. And actually, no, no, they killed the lawyer first. Oh, uh, yeah, but like, he's not human. <laughs> well, that's the thing. In the books, he's actually a good character. Yeah, but in like the he's... movie, he's not. Oh, in the movie. No, in the movie, he's a cowardly little weasel. But, um, yeah, in the movie, he's actually a relatively brave character. It's actually, um, a real change in character. Yeah. There was a couple of other characters that they threw in and then combined others, and yeah. Yeah. Um, it was a bit different, but it was still a pretty good adaptation. If oh, I, absolutely. If only um, Spielberg did that good on Ready Player One. I don't know. I started watching it and just was not interested. Have you read the books? I have not. Uh, Ready Player One and Ready Player Two other books, and fucking hell, they're good. Oh my fucking god, I couldn't put them down. I started reading Ready Player One within a, like a day and a half. I finished, and I was like, oh, that yeah. was so don't good. Don't you love one of good books like that? And then Ready Player Two was just like on the same level. I'm like, holy fuck! But the problem was he. The movie, he didn't do a good adaptation like he did in Jurassic Park. He moved too much of the story around for it to be a good adaptation. Now, the sequel is not going to fit the book at all. Uh, at all. Well, that was a similar thing with um Jurassic Park. Like, if he was to be really accurate to the book, like, first up, um, there was no room for a sequel because the entire island gets napalmed. Yeah, exactly. Um, and the Lost World, even though they then did a sequel book, the Lost World book is very, very different to the um, Lost World movie. Yeah, exactly. Although they kind of did just destroy the island in uh, the second. Uh, well, yeah, when they started doing Jurassic um, World, movie. Jurassic World, yeah, they did do a lot of um. One of the big positives there is the fact that they did use a lot of the themes from the books. Yeah. And just brought them back around, which I do quite like. Um, okay. So who was your favorite character other than Samuel L. Jackson? <laughs> uh, I forgot we were talking about that. Um, I could tell. That's why I brought us back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably uh, not one of the kids there, but annoying. Uh, probably not Sam Neil either. He's annoying, although his accent has been explained. Uh, probably Richard Hammond. Richard you mean John Hammond? John Hammond. Richard Hammond's the guy from Top Gear. Yeah, but the funny thing is, um, the guy who plays John Hammond is Richard Attenborough. Yeah, that, yeah. I got so he, yeah, it was a combination of a couple of things. I, it was a combination of his names, but Richard Hammond's the guy from Top Gear who I wasn't actually thinking of. But yeah, who would be interesting, wouldn't it? If it's like instead of it being like Jurassic Park, it's like Welcome to Revhead Park, and there's just like wild cars just driving through things. <laughs> that, it's we have a Mac. It's a Commodore. <laughs> we have, we have a Mac truck. You have a Mac truck. Did you hear that? They have a Mack truck. <laughs> uh, it's like, um, I don't know if you ever saw the parody of Jurassic Park, but it was Chicken Park. <laughs> no. They were giant flesh-eating chickens, but um, the movie was just complete parody of a lot of things. Like, um, I think the opening scene, there's a character that gets out of it, out of like a deer hunter style, um, Russian roulette moment and stuff like that. It's, um, yeah, very silly, but very amusing. <laughs> uh, so, so, who would your you favourite right? character be? Um, as I said, Robert Muldoon, um, the gameskeeper. I think he's just a really oh, yeah. cool character. Really disappointed that he died. Um, in the comics, he actually survives, but yeah, they're not um, canon. Clever girl. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, he's very memeable. Um, you got to admit, he died in a pretty awesome way, though. Getting his oh, head. Oh yeah, he was a badass. He, getting his head was and face eaten. Badass. Got his head yeah, and face eaten. Oh, and probably a lot more. Like to be honest. Yeah, but um, to start off with, like he's yeah. the first attack was a bite to his face. 
Uh, I wouldn't. I don't think the first attack would have been because they actually left with claws on his chest as well while they were doing it. Yeah, but that's part of the first attack. Yeah. Either way, brutal way to die and fantastic death. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if it, if I was choosing like a more main character, I'm a big Alan Grant fan. Um, I think he's a fantastic character. I love the change that he goes through. Like I actually had this debate on my Facebook a couple of. I'm pretty sure Probably I got six, involved. Yeah, a lot of people did about six months ago where it was talking about who the better um leading male character in the Jurassic, Jurassic Park was, and that was either um Alan Grant or um Owen Grady. And yeah, like when it came to character development and all that, Alan Grant has got so much more, whereas Owen Grady, don't get me wrong, still enjoy Owen Grady and Chris Pratt. Um just didn't have the same amount of depth as the character. Yeah. I, uh, right. as far as actors go, I would have to go with Sam Neill because, uh, although Chris Pratt is a good actor, I can't support Hillsong. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I completely understand that one. That's my only issue with him. Yeah, um, exactly. And Sam Neill's just. He's just so classy, but still kind of mysterious. Like, his bad guy role in Event Horizon is amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah, just... Sam Neill's awesome. <laughs> and, like, the entire cast is amazing. Like, um, Dr. Malcolm is just hilarious with his sarcasm and his wit. John Hammond, like, the character of being this, like, enthusiastic millionaire... And by the entire by the end of it, just seeing the damage he's done and learning from it, it's great. Like the whole Jurassic Park movie itself has got such great character development from so many people in it. Yeah, exactly. And uh, Sam Neill, Alan Grant, Sam Neill, uh, his accent got explained. What happened was the first scene that they shot was for the movie, even though it didn't appear until later. I'm pretty sure it was the electrocution scene, the fence. Like, you know, where Tim gets... What, where he, yeah, where he throws the stick on there and the climb over. Yeah, yeah, that was... Oh, the God, f- that's a tense scene. It's great. Like, don't get me wrong. I've seen it so many times, but I'm still like, you know, jump, Tim! Fucking jump, you <laughs> dumbass kid! Uh, I'm still like that, too. Like, just fucking jump! He's there! Do it! Ah, fuck like, you don't even idiot. have to jump, just let go. It's even easier than jumping. Gravity does the work. But uh before the scene, like uh Sam Neil knew he had to do an American accent, but he wasn't uh very confident in his American accent. So uh, he went to do it and then Sam uh Steven Spoorwag walked up to him and said, You know that American accent that we talked about? Uh, don't bother, just do your New Zealand accent. Okay, cool. So he did it. And the second scene they shot was the... I think it was the Triceratops scene. You know why mm. she digs through the shit? Was it Triceratops? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah, Triceratops. Yeah, which is pretty cool, and I'll get into that in a second. But uh, before the scene, Steven Swarwag, who had already put the other scene in the can, they weren't going back to it, Walked up to him and said, you know that how I said you can do your natural Kiwi accent? Yeah, can we just meet in the middle and you half and half? So that's mm-hmm. why his accent's all fucky throughout the movie. Because it was not shot in sequence. And Steven Spielberg kept changing his mind about what accent Sam Neill could use. Mm-hmm. Which I find very fucking funny. But the Triceratops, that was cool. That was the first time the actors got to see a one of the uh, animatronic dinosaurs, but it wasn't fully mm. animatronic. The legs worked on hydraulics, and so did the neck and the mouth. And the eyes, I think. Yeah, the eye, the entire face, pretty much the mouth, the eyes, the legs. But and the there breathing, were two dudes. It? Or was the breathing? No, there were two dudes sitting inside the Triceratops. One with a pole pushing the stomach like it was breathing, and another one with the computer running to the hydraulics. Okay. 
<laughs> it's funny now that you now that you said that because I didn't know that. Do you know the first thing that comes to my mind when you say that? Ace Ventura. Yep, exactly. Absolutely, <laughs> exactly. That's the first thing that popped in my <laughs> head when I saw it. Oh god, damn. Oh, uh, uh, I uh, tried to watch it. Not tried to. I did watch it again today, actually. But uh, you know, I was trying to spot what Jurassic Park or Ace Ventura. Jurassic Park. Yeah. But I was trying to spot, like, the dude sitting inside the dinosaur. It was like, just fucking poke finger out his bum or something so I can <laughs> meme it and go, no one else has seen this. <laughs> but, alas, but, yeah. there's nothing. Um, but no, that's cool. It's like, um, another really, like, interesting thing is that I think it was, I think it was in Jurassic Park 1, in Jurassic Park, um, that the animatronic T-Rex almost killed someone. Yeah. Yeah, because there was someone inside trying to repair it, and it then closed up and almost crushed them. Yeah, pretty much. And but um, apparently, the oh, you, you problem go. was it wasn't waterproof. Yeah, so whenever it had rained, it um, short circuit. And like its first scene that they were shooting, it was done in the wet. They had to simulate rain. So mm. the problem was also it was made out of this foam and latex. And what happens to foam when it gets wet? Uh, yeah. spongy foam it expands it absorbs it and yeah it absorbs it the dinosaur already weighed I think it was 6 tons but mm. when it dry when wet it weighed <coughs> 9 tons mm. so it couldn't move at all and they were like fuck so they were shoot for 4 minutes and have to let it dry out for 2 days so they could shoot more that's why it was never used again, pretty much. Um, though, another cool thing, like, you know the scene where the T-Rex head goes through the sunroof of the car? Yeah. If you actually watch that in slow motion, the animatronic, one of the teeth on it actually breaks off and flies away. Yeah. Yeah, um, I saw footage of it on um, Clayton Fioretti. He's a YouTuber, probably the biggest for Jurassic Park information on YouTube. And he's great. I watch a lot of his stuff and yeah that came up and i was like huh and they kept that ongoing like they didn't repair it either yeah so a bit later on you actually see that the t-rex has got a broken tooth be the same in jurassic world they because it's it's the same t-rex and yeah it's still rexy and they uh incredible eye on the detail and right down to where the raptors scratch the raptor scars and stuff like that yeah exactly yeah it's um Incredible detail in that movie and its sequels. The Pointless Score podcast is now on Patreon. There are six tiers to choose from, ranging from $1 to $100. $1 gets you just to help. $3 gets you a shout-out in every episode, except for the episodes in the next tier. $10 gets you your choice. You choose the topic and I record a solo episode dedicated to you with no ads or other Patreon shout-outs. $15 is produce it up. You get the opportunity to choose the week's topic and the co-host. The code should be attainable and knowledgeable on the subjects. 26 spots available. $50 gets you the VIP co-host position. Three spots available. $100 is make the school podcast your own. You and a person of your choosing make an episode. You can even change the intro music and artwork and you can edit or art Tom to edit to your specifications. Go to patreon.com before IWC and you will get to our landing page. That's patreon.com before IWC. Please support us so that we can continue to provide you with quality content each and every week. As we've said, we're both fans of the entire series. Um, they're all just really good movies. Like, as I said, I'm a big dinosaur nerd. Um, you've got kids, so... One of them's already turned you into a little bit of a dinosaur nerd, if you weren't one already, which I think you were a little bit, at least. A little bit, yeah. More just dinosaur movie nerd? Yeah. Yeah, I still, <laughs> I still call them long necks and body buddies. No, um, three horns, big mouths. Oh, yeah, the three horns, the big mouths, the swimmy body buddy. tail. The fast body buddy. What's, what's the buddy buddy? What's that from? Body buddy. 
a bite. Oh, bitey bitey. Don't you mean sharp tooth? Yeah, but the fast bitey bitey is the raptor. Is that just something you used to say, or yeah, was it actually? A... That oh, okay. Is something I, guess. I thought I thought you were actually quoting um Land Before Time there, and I was ready to like, oh, I don't think that's right, but no, that makes much more sense. That, um, I I think I've only seen Land Before Time like once. Oh, they're good movies. Heartbreaking, like they're like Bambi and um Lion King levels of heartbreaking. Yeah, but I laughed in Bambi. How old were you? Six. Yeah, but. You're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, pretty much. Then again, at um, like four, I watched it. Like, with. Ugh. Yeah. With the um, TV one. Yeah. Made for TV one, yeah. Still, at four in the 90s. Oh, that... that was fucking terrifying. But mm. I loved it. That's. Oh, um, <laughs> what's his name? Um, Tim Curry. Tim Curry's amazing. Yeah, he is. He is. Although Scar's God didn't do a bad job, Tim Curry will always be my Pennywise. Um. Anyway, tangent. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So um. Do you have a favorite dinosaur moment in the movie, in the or just favorite scene? Actually, we'll just make it favorite scene. A favorite scene. Uh, it would have to be. Yeah, probably the first T Rex attack. In the rain. In the rain. Yeah. It's fucking great. It's intense. There's still a couple of hilarious, like, humorous moments, like Lex and um, Alan abseiling down the dam wall. Yeah. And her, like, you're joking me. And then, like, well, we're back in the car again. Like, all those sort of moments. Like, they, they mix, they blend the action and the tenseness and even the horror elements really well with humor. Yeah, exactly. It, and, but um, it, it never got explained to me how. That damn wall is so huge, yet uh, the T-Rex was, like, standing above it and, like, staring into the car, but then when it stood up at the top, it got up the wall easily. There were no scratch marks on the wall. And yeah, um, once again, Clayton Fioretti, the um guy I look at, the YouTube channel he um goes into explanation for it and he actually shows like the layout of how the t-rex paddock was set up and yeah the t-rex got out at a um higher point and then came across like he actually explains it in depth seriously i'll link you through to it because it's really good stuff oh sounds good uh, i uh, never never heard that explanation so yeah you to finally get some answers oh, he, he goes through so much stuff that people argue like um Talking about in Jurassic World, where um, Bryce Dallas Howard's character, the um, park manager sort of thing in Jurassic World, when she lets the T-Rex out and is running with the flare, why the T-Rex wouldn't have caught her. And like he goes through and explains it, because one of the big things is like, how could she have outrun the T-Rex? It's like, well, this is how, and explains the entire situation. And yeah, um... Yeah, if you want someone who goes through and analyzes everything, and he like he goes through every little bit of law, like there was a whole website created for the um dinosaur protection Co group, which is the company that Claire works for. Claire Deering, aka Bryce Dallas Howard, um, works for in the second Jurassic World, and it gives you all the information of stuff that's happened and like the amalgam testing, even gave you a pretend like backdoor access into Ingen to find out what happened to like what Dr. Wu did in between and the extra cloning that he did and how there was stuff that wasn't on Hammond's list and ah, the amount of actual extra effort that the creators have gone through for the franchise is really, really awesome. Oh, uh, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, uh, there was this awesome way they connected. Can't remember what it was. Ah, uh, fuck it. I can't remember what it was, and I don't want to stem for too long. It was something to do with, uh, there was a thing in Jurassic World that was in Jurassic Park, but no one noticed, and it got through, and I can't remember what it was. Ah, uh, fuck it. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> 
if anyone um at home listening knows, leave a comment on the thing so we can finally work out what the fuck Tom is talking about. <laughs> One day in six months, there should be a random status on the before it was called Facebook page, mm. and I'm just uh, going to be I like, figure it out, bitches. I'm half expecting a call in the middle of the night when you realize it because you don't sleep. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, like three, four hours a week. Yeah. So um, <laughs> your big scene is the T-Rex attack? Yeah. Yeah, that or uh, the clever girl when they finally mm. get him. That was pretty um, cool. I love the, like, the fight inside the visitor center. Like, it's like... We need the that, door locks and you see the, the raptor just start opening it and getting the closing done and like the chase through the ventilation and on the skeletons and then the T-Rex save it, the, the silent T-Rex save. Yeah. Fucking, it'll make the earth shake, but if it's hunting raptors in a um enclosed building, you will not be able to hear it. Um, <laughs> and yeah, just, and that pose at the end after it's flung the raptor into the skeleton and the roar just as the banner comes down, just, oh, wow, that, that's just photogenic. That moment yeah. it is just great. Um, yeah, just that whole scene is just great. I love it. Um, Spielberg like, wanted to use an actual T Rex fossil for that scene because mm-hmm. he thought that a fake one wouldn't explode the right way or something. I don't know. And everybody was like, "No, no, no like T Rex." <laughs> Dinosaur bones are rare enough, let alone a complete T-Rex skeleton. But the heads are twenty million dollars each. I'll keep going with some of them. I think I saw um I think an a full Allosaurus skeleton for sale for I think it was two and a half to ten million, I think. No, I just made a T-Rex head. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, a complete body. one is is at least twenty million. That's what yeah. I think what Nick Cage paid for his. Didn't he steal his though? No, oh, that no, might be part... he, he got that his repossessed. Be... Okay, I was going to say that might have been um part of national treasure or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, he but... owed the government so much money that they just took it off him. Oh, I mean, I'm yeah. not the biggest Nick Cage fan, but someone take. Oh, yeah. uh, uh, I only like. By re- recently, but by recently, I mean the last five years, learned that he's Francis Ford Coppola's nephew. Yeah, I only read that recently. Like, I remember seeing that. Yeah. So, And he also named his, his um last name is based off um Luke Cage from Marvel. Yeah. And uh, he is an alien. I wouldn't go as far as to say that. <laughs> no, seriously. Look up some of the conspiracy theory shit on him. I don't believe it at all, but it's so good to look at. So good. Oh, it's hilarious. And the man like, looks like he has age, but every time he's in public, he looks like he's trying to figure out what this new thing is. It's so good. Um, oh, God. Um... So we've talked Tangent. about favorite moment in the movie, favorite ca- human character in the movie. Um, do you your, have a favorite dinosaur in the I movie? I was going to say, what's your favorite dinosaur? Uh, in the movie, if we're going outside of that, um, I'll be going on for too long, so we'll try and keep it to the movie. So just that appears in the movie, uh, yeah, easily the Velociraptors. You know the Velociraptors? They are especially the big one. <laughs> Clever girl. Um, <laughs> I love like I think my favorite would be it'd probably be the T Rex. Yeah. Like um, that's one thing I'll say is probably my only issue with the first movie is that the only real interaction you see with a dinosaur is when they're getting chased. You don't see like oh, and the Brachiosaurus feeding time. That's like. There's not a huge amount of like two-way interaction. Like with the Triceratops, it's just laying there. There's no real. It's not interacting back. Yeah. But then there's feeding the Brachiosaurus and the sneeze, which is great. Um, <laughs> Velociraptors and T-Rex. There's no other real interaction with any of the other dinosaurs, which is a little bit sad for me, I guess. 
There's a scene um, where they run through. They run past them. Yeah, they run past them. That's not an interaction. That's a oh shit. There's humans here. Let's keep running. Um, and there's Nedry getting eaten by the Dilophosaurus. But yeah, like you compare it to say the Lost World, where you have like the Triceratops interaction. Um, Multiple yeah, there's T-Rexes. a lot more. Sorry. Multiple T Rexes. Yeah, it's um. But then again, there's only so much you can do with the budget when you're already spending a lot on animatronics and CG. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so no. Jurassic Park's always been a favorite of mine, as I've said probably multiple times. Um, did you ever play any of the games on the Mega Drive uh, or Super NES? Not on the Mega Drive. I played them on the SNES, but I... Never owned them. I rented them, which to the young people out there, renting a video game is what used to happen when you would go to this place called a store and you would physically go inside when the world wasn't trying to kill you. And you would literally pick a game up off a shelf, go, is this available? Or it's not available? Or I'll come in next week. Because if it wasn't available that week, that means the person had it, had it for a week. So you were mm. fucked. You would hand uh, them $5, I, and they will give you the game for a week. And then a week later, you would bring it back. I do miss the old um, Friday night going to Blockbuster or Video Easy or Civic Video. Civic Video was the was one in orange that was great. Yeah, there was that one video in, games and lollies and stuff. As well. Yeah, and um, you go in, hire a couple of things for the weekend. Didn't matter if... um. You got through because you just got bulk. Usually some of them weren't very good or someone hadn't rewound it. I remember multiple times where someone hadn't put the right um, video in the case when they mul- hired multiple ones. So I was watching things out of order. But fuck, I missed that. It was so good. It was it was pretty good. I liked it. I enjoyed that ritual because you would always go down there. And I remember when I was a little kid, Bugging my parents to buy me like a ten dollar bag of my fairy floss that was like a dollar or fifty cents across the road at Woolies for the exact same brand, but it wasn't the one from the video shop. So I yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I just remember always walking into the um adults only little house in civic video and not having a clue what was going on around me <laughs> and then uh, mom and dad just pulling me out or like this is at civic video they also had a big dark cave with like eyes and hands coming out of for all the horror movies uh, and i was never game enough to go in there i was like no nah, that's too scary for me fuck that <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, nope, i'm too little they're too big nope don't want to go in there um but yeah there was yeah, just hiring movies and like I think I I wouldn't be able to tell you the amount of times I actually hired Jurassic Park like and then eventually I think I recorded it off TV. Yeah, I used to own the deluxe box set of 1, 2 and 3 and I can't remember but I lent it to someone and they just kept it. DVD or Yeah, DVD. Mm. But I, um, I was down here. It wasn't when I was in Orange, but I think I got the better side of that deal. I let him borrow it, and I borrowed two PS4 games. Then he never gave it back, so I never gave him his games back. <laughs> and then I, I traded them listen. in. Oh, I was going to say, I wonder if they're going to listen to this and um, find out. Um, they can if they want. Um. By the way, have you seen um Battle at Big Rock? No. It was a mini video, like a mini movie sort of thing released um to go in between Jurassic World 2 and Jurassic World 3. Oh, is that the one at the camping ground where yeah, the yeah. dinosaur comes in? The Allosaur attacks the Pentaceratops? Yeah, or... yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, it's awesome. I especially love when they're going through like the credits for it and they have all the different scenes of dinosaurs interacting with people. Yeah. And people are releasing doves at their wedding and a pteranodon just swoops through and eats it. Uh, <laughs> I, I laughed way too hard at that. Oh, um, it's going to be good. 
I am really looking forward to this next movie though. Like, um, I'm really pumped. Um, like every couple of months I go back and play, um, one of the dress, the current Jurassic world park builder, um, evolution. I go back through and replay that and then release all the big dinosaurs. So they eat all the, um, people because I played a lot of Sim city when I was younger. Um, and yeah, just so much fun. So much fun. Oh, God damn. Do you, um, do you have a favorite game? Jurassic park game. Yeah. I'm really enjoying evolution. As I said, um, my first ever PS one game was the lost world on the lost world Jurassic park where you have to play through a heap of different things. Like you begin off as a compy. Yeah. And the next thing I think was the, like this game was also considered one of the hardest games on the PS one. Um, to the degree that when they re-released it in like a um, remastered edition, they actually made it easier. Um, then you were a raptor. Then I think you were a human hunter. Then you were the T-Rex and then you were a human prey. Yeah. So the human prey, it was probably my favorite of the lot. Um, th- it was only three levels long, but you were a human. And for the first two, you're running away from a T-Rex that's just chasing you from behind. Yeah. You have to just get up over um, heaps of obstacles and stuff. And then it ends with you actually fighting the T-Rex in the um, shipping, in the boat. <laughs> like in, uh, and, yeah. In Lost World. You want something intense because all you can do to try and avoid it is try and duck under it before it lunges at the right time. Or there's like two little platforms that you can grapple back and forth from, but it can jump up and eat you when you're trying to dodge it. Yeah. And, yeah. Oh, intense, <laughs> intense game. Like, like if you want to download something and have a quick play and just swear at the screen because of how intense and difficult and how close you'll get it sometimes. <laughs> that entire actually that entire game, oh, it is aggravating. <laughs> um there was one called Jurassic Park Warpath that was released, which was actually a fighting game. Yeah. Which was, it was interesting. It wasn't great, but it was good fun. Um, the one I'm looking forward to that they're apparently going to release is a um, horror-style survival game. Oh, be... Where you're pretty much a person, when Jurassic Park breaks down, and you're trying to survive it. Hmm. And to be honest, I am all over that shit. I, want, I will play the living shit out of that game. Um, uh... There's also a game called, by um, Telltale Games, where it was kind of more than a game it was i mean not quite a game it was more like an interactive story yeah but it actually did a lot of the stuff just after um jurassic park and even has like a group of mercenaries who come to the island to try and collect um nedry's um shaving cream can from the so is it set in jurassic park or is it set so it's set in jurassic park um, just world. after just after everything goes down um okay you're a couple of characters who are still on the island and you control a couple of them and then yeah these group of mercenaries come in and try to get the um shaving can the shaving cream can to take it back to um biosyn which is who dodson worked for yeah um oh. and yeah it's an interactive story and it's been considered soft canon. Like it's got some information there, but it's not considered considered anything official. Um, though um, one little interesting bit of um, story that actually does come from that and then became canon. So um, the veterinarian who's there with, um, oh, what's her name? Laura Dern's character, um, Ellie Sattler. Dr. Ellie Sattler, um, who she goes with when there's the sick triceratops. Yeah. Um, he's Jerry Harding, and that's Sarah Harding's father in The Lost World. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. So, yeah, a little bit of... Um, a little bit of cool, a little bit of trivia, and more interconnectedness through the movies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just... So, Jurassic Park, what would you give it out of 10? When it comes to movies, out of ten, uh, probably 
Okay, I'm gonna give it two two ratings for the time then when it came out in '93 and now how it's aged. For the time then, it was probably a probably a nine and a half out of ten. One or two mm-hmm. things that I didn't do completely right that stopped it from getting that perfect ten. Thing is, when it first came out, you're also a kid watching it, so you probably didn't notice all of those things. Yeah, exactly. But you're now... just like, oh, dinosaurs! I'm shitting myself, <laughs> both in fear and excitement. And they're real. They're real, Mob. Look, they're real. Tell me where they're fake. Look, they're interacting. Show that me... one ate a guy off the toilet. You can't tell me they faked that. Show me how it's fake. Show me. Next Show month, me. next month, you'll tell me that um wrestling's fake. Yeah. Which yeah. I know it's not. I will never call wrestling fake. I hate the F word. The kids aren't allowed to say the F word around me. Millie goes, Daddy, did you know that wrestling fake so I threw out her ice cream? That's a bit mean. Oh, she had to learn. No, you explain it to her. You say, no, it's predetermined. The injuries they take are real, but the result is already planned. I explained that afterwards, but now she listened to me. And she'll never You need to throw an ice cream out just to get it to listen. That's... She'll that's, never that's call horrible. wrestling fake ever again. Until she's an adult or, you know, she's taller than you and you won't be able to reach her ice cream cone. Yeah, but she loves me. For now. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, my rating for now would be probably an 8 out of 10. Really? It's dropped one and a half marks. Like, Yeah. It... I do get where you're coming from with it, though. Like, um... I'd probably put it. I'd probably put it at a nine now. Yeah, just maybe, because maybe so I'll much of it has actually stood up. Half. Like, the... just because so much of it has stood the test of time. Like, yes, there are some parts of it that are dated, but that's expected. But for the most part, that movie has really survived well. Yeah, it has. It's just more. Drop. I would reduce it to eight and a half instead of eight. But uh, that's mainly because the graphics are starting to age a little bit. Like, Hmm. they're still incredible. Incredible, especially since it was the first time most of it had ever been done. And the way they did it, like, they told Steven Spielberg just to move the camera from side to side to make it easier for the dinosaurs to run. And he was like, so I get to move the camera. With CGI, you don't move... The, you, back then, you didn't move the camera. The camera never moved because creating mm. sweeping shots was too hard. And that way, it would be easier for us if you can move the camera. He's like, fuck yeah. So, look, they uh, invented a bunch of techniques, new technology, all that stuff for the movie. And the mix with that and the animatronics made it hold up, but it's just starting to look a little dated. Yeah. Um, I think we've talked what Jurassic would, Park. What I think we're would done. you give it out of 10? Well, I said about a 9 now. Um, some of that is also because of the obvious nostalgia boost. Yeah. Um, I think it stood the test of time. But one of the big things, as I said, is just the amount of character development that's actually happened in the movie. Yeah. And I think that is so hugely important and you see and that pushes it up as well. Like don't get me wrong, big fucking dinosaurs always gets me pretty pretty <laughs> happy. Um <laughs> thought you were gonna say something else and what hard? Pretty erect. Much. Yeah. Um I'll admit it makes my um, arsehole pucker a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh god damn. Um, but yeah, it's, I love it. I'd, I probably would have given it a 10 back in the day. Um, excuse me. These days it'd be a nine. Cause I do see where it is dating. That being said, it's still an amazing movie, a personal favorite in my family. Yeah. And yeah. So, um, speaking of, like we were, as we were talking about that, I was talking a lot about retcons and stuff. Um, Tom, you've got a slight retcon announcement for our um, for, since our last um, podcast episode. Yeah, yeah. I want to uh, just 
apologize to everyone. Jay does not bleach his asshole. I know they came out and all the uh, TMZ for the source and everything, but yeah, Jay, Please, Jay still has a dirty asshole. He doesn't bleach it. I'm not, honestly, I'm not even a Z-rate celebrity to, <laughs> to get on TMZ. Yeah, oh, God. Shit. Uh, no, I'm talking about the retcon about me having to do a top 10 Stallone movies. I am. Uh, um, Jay bitch at me because he's like, oh, Adrian. Yeah, I was going to say, I was just doing an impression to try and make you happy. Fuck. Um, <laughs> so now we've decided not to do the top 10 Stallone movies, mainly because I'd already done the top 10 Tom Cruise movies. Tom's doing a top 10 soon that is based around an actor. I don't know if you've announced it yet, so I'm not going to... Um... I haven't announced it, but now would be a good time to announce it. Ah, so Tom's it. doing um, top 10 Leo DiCaprio movies. He, We'd also previously on the podcast talked about... um, your You did a top 10 of um, Robert Downey Jr. movies. Yeah, but I so, haven't done a video on those. Yeah, I know. Just saying it was another one. Um, so, yeah, we are... We've decided that instead, I am going to be doing top 10 Star Wars video games. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there's a lot to work with, some real good ones. Some that I played and I was like, uh, no, and then not going to play this EA. again. Then there's others where it's like, oh, okay, I'll play this again and again and again and again and again and again and again. I could never get into the Battlefront. Well, I'll have my discussion on it later, but um, Battlefront was good like on the um, PlayStation, the PlayStation 2, I think it was. Yeah, I'm talking like, about the PS4 reissue. Yeah. Um, I could never get it. It went too it. much for online play. Yeah. Instead of, like, Battlefront 2 on PS2 was great. Like, good campaign story mode, which is lacking in so many games these days. Um and yeah, it wasn't just purely about online play, which I know that's where the money is, but I want more games that I can play by myself. I don't want to talk yeah. to people over a headset. I mean, who the fuck could spend their weekend doing that? Actually, I I play on PS5, but it's never online. So... I was more talking about the fact that I'm talking to someone over a headset right now. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, fuck, fuck so am I. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck am I on about? <laughs> <laughs> no one knows. But, um through the week um yeah this has been the before it was cool podcast yeah uh because i keep forgetting to do this i'm just gonna say check us out on twitter we've got a before it was cool twitter account before iwc at before iwc on twitter i uh, go to our mm -hmm. facebook page facebook.com forward slash the before it was cool podcast check us out on youtube uh, we drop a new top 10 each and every week. And also the podcast is uploaded to YouTube every week. Uh, Patreon. I'm glad Patreon. you're telling people on a podcast how to find the podcast. That's that's completely practical. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm all about. It's double up the information. It's like I've got a treasure map that'll lead you to the treasure map. Yeah. But the podcast has been accepted onto, I think, 13 different platforms, which is fucking awesome. And mm. we got an email a couple of days ago from another platform requesting that we join their service. Really nice. You hadn't told me that. Aw. Okay. Ending on a positive note rather than us just getting annoyed at each other and swearing at each other. That That's different. It's it's nice. Well, I haven't finished yet, you dick. Ah, oh, and now I'm sad again. <laughs> Uh, check us out on Patreon. You can support the podcast. I haven't set it up for the YouTube channel yet, but eventually it will change. But uh, Patreon.com forward slash before IWC. Uh, before IWC at gmail.com if you want to email us uh, about literally anything. If you want us to be on your podcast streaming service, or if you want a new photo of Jay, just email us. Yeah, exactly. Or if you want to, if you're someone that has like more friends or more listeners than us, and you want to appear on ours, um, we're not picky. We're happy to have anyone that might get us a bit more ratings and a bit <laughs> few more numbers. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. We're whores. We'll admit it. We're open <laughs> to any kind of guest. Yeah, exactly. Um, but anyway, 
That's been Shaky J and Tom on Treads. Do you like (laughs) that nickname, by the way? I I think I I like it. Tom on Treads. Yeah, I'll forget to use it whenever I'm signing off. But in the podcast, you can always remind me that I have a nickname. Oh, you have multiple nicknames. Just um, these. This is like one of the only ones that doesn't involve swearing. Yeah, exactly. Well, we can say it on here. We just can't say it on the videos. Well, it depends. You've got you've got your um sensor ready now. You can blank out swearing. Yeah, true, true. Uh, fuck. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we're gonna go. It's Sunday. We're tired. Yeah, exactly. Old. Check out Jay's top ten Tom Cruise movies. It's fucking hilarious. I wouldn't go as far as to say that. You just enjoy watching me, listening to me in pain. Exactly. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, um, Thank you, everybody, you, again. <laughs> Bye. I'm Tom. Bye. Bye.